in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, there they were. Little did they probably realize that the hopes and fears of all the years would be met that very night. After all, who can truly plan for such changes in one's life? Perhaps you've had such a year, a new job, a new child, a new house, a move, all things that are exciting and and fill you with anticipation, but yet there remains the trepidation, perhaps the fear of the unknown, because in the midst of such things, you've experienced it, right? The other shoe loudly dropping, death of a loved one, struggles with finances, discord in the family, and all the other broken relationships that, well, be honest, you'd rather not talk about. So here comes Joseph and Mary, dutifully paying to Caesar what is owed to Caesar, making a four to five day trip from the small suburban town of Nazareth home at least home to their kin, the little town of Bethlehem. And not just making such a trip, but the things that were pondered in Mary's heart and probably Joseph's as well, if we're going to be honest with each other, a pregnancy after all, a pregnancy that neither had anything to do with at least not in the biblical sense of the word. Mary and Joseph found themselves smack dab in the middle of God's holy plan of salvation. We are told from Scripture, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. But there was no room in the inn was there? No guest room, no bed, not even a blow-up mattress. All of those places, bedrooms and mattresses, were taken by all of their other shirt-tail relatives. As a matter of fact, you've probably never thought about this, but that very first Christmas was probably a little like National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Have a crazy brother in your family? and Uncle Ed. And so I imagine your Christmas and mine has its own chaos, right? Its own colorful figures. And there Mary and Joseph stayed with the animals in the barn or even a garage-like area where the livestock were sometimes gathered on cold nights for protection possibly even a cave. And I doubt they had what most of us here will probably go home to, pine-scented candles, cinnamon, or vanilla to mask the smell, 
Mary and Joseph made do with what they had, just as you have probably done at times, and perhaps desire to teach your kids and grandkids. But yet, this night, this reunion with a crazy, chaotic family with no place to lay their heads, it would be historically and remarkably different. We're told that while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. In this manger, mind you, not the pretty mangers that we trot out for our Christmas programs or the ones you have in your nativity set. This, this was a feeding trough. And it was there, in that place in such a way, it was there, in that place, through the womb of this young virgin mother, that God himself took up residence right until this holy night. It was there through the lowly surroundings of animals and distant family members that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords humbled himself to a messy and smelly birth. This, dear brothers and sisters, is the God you have a God who has been where you have been. A God who has experienced all that you have or will. A God unlike any other so-called gods or deities in the history of human civilization. A God who became human for you. And it's not a secret. Nor was it the top-grossing fictional movie of the holiday season. This is your life. This is your salvation. For this Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, your Savior, was born that you might have light in the midst of darkness that you might have life and even immortality, that you might have forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, for upon him would be placed all of your worries and fears, all of the chaos of your life, all that you have done, all that you have left undone, he would take and bear the chastisement that you and I deserve. And so it would be some 33 years later that this same young mother would watch her son shed his blood there on Calvary's tree for her, for her husband, for the shepherds, for God's vast and varied creation, for me, for you. And so this night, and hopefully in the midst of, of our chaos, of our journeys, of the changes of our life, we will likewise ponder such things in our heart and in our mind. That we will believe, have faith, that there will yet be hope, 
that there is yet a future in eternity that we will truly grasp and share in our homes this good news of great joy. And so this night, we praise God for all we have seen, all we have heard, and all that has been told to us. And we live our lives. We live our lives and the vocations that our dear Lord has given us. We live them covered with the righteousness of this God-man little baby in the waters of our baptism. We live them fed and nourished with simple bread and wine that is His body and blood. We live in this life, gladly hearing His word read and preached to us, joyfully hearing again and again that our sins are forgiven, and joyfully forgiving all those who trespass against us. And so, we gather, don't we, this holy night, We gather this night humbly repentant and yet filled with great joy and hope. No matter the hopes, no matter the fears, no matter the changes, no matter the chaos in our life, glory to God in the highest, for to you is born this night a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In the name of Jesus.